Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then we talk about it. This is page 351. Because the masters are not idiots, Manit said. The two of you have been snapping at each other like mad dogs since you first met. He tapped his lips thoughtfully, his expression full of exaggerated innocence. Say, that reminds me, whatever were you doing at the Golden Pony the night Ambrose's rooms caught fire? Playing cards, I said. Of course you were, Manit said, his tone thick with sarcasm. The two of you have been throwing rocks at each other for a full year, and one of them has finally hit the hornet's nest. The only sensible thing to do is run off to a safe distance and wait till the buzzing stops. Simmon cleared his throat timidly. Um, I hate to join the chorus, he said apologetically, but rumor has gotten around you were seen having lunch with Sleet, he grimaced, and Fella told me she'd heard you were, um, courting Devi. You know that's not true about Devi, I said. I've just been visiting her in order to keep the peace. She was half an inch away from wanting to eat my liver for a while there, and I only had one conversation with Sleet. It was barely 15 minutes long. Devi? Manet exclaimed with dismay. Devi and Sleet? One expelled and the other the next best thing? He threw down his cards. Why would you be seen with those people? Why am I even being seen with you? Oh, come now. I looked back and forth between Will and Sim. It's that bad? Willem set down his cards. I predict, he said calmly, that if you go through admissions, you will receive a tuition of at least 35 talents. He looked back and forth between Sim and Manet. I will wager a full gold mark to this effect. Does anyone care to take my bet? Neither of them took him up on his offer. I felt a desperate sinking in my stomach. But this can't, I said. This... Sim put down his cards as well, the grim expression out of place on his friendly face. Quoth, he said formally, I am telling you three times, take a term away. Eventually, I realized my friends were telling me the truth. Unfortunately, this left me entirely at loose ends. I had no exams to study for, and starting another project in the fishery would be nothing but foolishness. Even the thought of searching the archives for information on the Chandrian or the Emir had little appeal. I had searched so long and found so little. I toyed with the idea of searching elsewhere. There are other libraries of... Page over. My name's Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Page over, page over, page over. Page over, page over, page over, page over. You know what I'm over? You too. Being weirdos. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so I want to start. Go ahead. I want to start with something that's on the end of the page, just because I feel like we talked about it earlier, um, which is that Quoth, I think we talked before about how Quoth is, is kind of a workaholic and that he can't, he's never thought about taking a semester away before. And he kind of doesn't know what to do with himself if he's not working towards like uh, a sort of a, a project of some kind, whether it's researching the Amir or, or um, you know, doing his studies or like inventing something at the fishery. And it occurred to me when you were reading this page that that ties into Quoth's class background, right? He is so used to being poor and desperate and always like one inch away from like starvation and and misery that he feels like he always has to be hustling just to like keep his head above water and now that's not actually true for him anymore he has a steady income and his like he's doing well in his studies so that like that pressure does not actually exist for him 
in a concrete way anymore, but he's still in that mindset of like, I, I've always got to be going. I've always got to be working. And I, I want to add to this and this is anecdotal, but to me, uh, I've seen this as like a trauma response. People I know who are, who are avoiding dealing with some deeper issues, which may be the trauma of poverty, but often is, uh, is other trauma and will throw themselves into, into work or into activities to kind of avoid dealing with the issues that are encroaching on them. Um, so I, yeah, I do think this is very resonant with Quoth. Mm-hmm. And this is also a, an interesting case of Quoth for once. Quoth is usually like intentionally creating a narrative about himself that other people are going to spread and repeat. But this is a case where there's a narrative out there about him that's like affecting his life, but that he's not in control of at all. And right? he doesn't seem to realize like what that it is having the effect it's having because they're they're saying oh like these are the things that people have heard about you and he's like yeah well you know you know that that's not true about Debbie and like this and that and that's not true so whatever but really it doesn't matter what the truth is it matters what everyone uh, is saying uh-huh, and, and, uh-huh. and normally he because he's the one creating what everyone's saying he recognizes that because but but now because he's not the one who is creating what everyone's saying, he suddenly doesn't realize that it matters what people are saying. I think Jordana has the right of it. The, the narrative of the trial is like, Quoth thinks he has got a handle on the narrative of the trial. He thinks the narrative is everyone knows I'm innocent and that I'm great. And I got out of this, but that's not the actual takeaway. The actual takeaway has nothing to do with Quoth. The actual takeaway is, Oh, Arcanists are dangerous and might do malfeasance, and that's why he needs to disappear because the conversation is is damaging to more than just Quoth. Mm-hmm. But and I think this is also an example of what Manet was talking about before. You know, this is this is a takeaway that Quoth does not want to hear, and so he is kind of willfully ignorant of the fact that that's what people are talking about. Now, I think what's kind of unexamined on this page. And please, if you disagree, let me know. I think that Quoth has been hanging out with Debbie more than the moments we've seen in the book. I think what the takeaway here is that he's been visiting Debbie fairly regularly just to hang out as buddies. Yeah. And then, of course, because this is a heteronormative world and they're a, a boy and a girl, people assume that when you go when you go over to a girl's house, you're, you're not just going over there to talk about books. And I can't help but wonder, and this is this is probably uh, an ingracious read of Fella, but I can't help but wonder if Fella thinks this because she's a little jealous of Devi. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's ingracious necessarily. I think she's, I think even though she's going to end up dating Sim, she probably does carry a torch for Quoth a little bit. Which I think is a pretty reasonable thing to do when someone saves you from a fire in a sweeping, dramatic fashion. In this case, he carried her away from a torch. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> and also it's telling that like Quoth and this is a, a sin that many very intelligent and uh, intentional people commit is that he does not consider the agency or the the thoughts of other people in a certain way so like he does not even realize that like Manit is going to find it appalling that he admits to having hung out with Sleet and Devi right like he and he he isn't aware in some sense, or he does not consider like how other people are going to take things, even though he doesn't like, he's like, well, of course, you know that I'm not hanging out with Debbie, but he doesn't think about how other people are going to think. Right. 
And uh, he has this in common with the protagonist of the uh, the Trader Baru Cormorant series, something that she... I like, and it's in that series. It's interesting because she identifies this as a flaw in herself, and then keeps doing it anyway. Because that's sometimes how it is when you have a blind spot. Like she's she's great at making up complicated plans, but she always fails to consider that everyone else is also making complicated plans because everyone else is also an active agent in their own lives, not just a pawn on a chessboard to be moved around. And I think Quoth has a little bit of that problem too. Yeah, and I also think it has something to do with like. Quoth understanding the importance of reputation for himself, but not necessarily for others. Like, I think that one of the biggest mistakes Quoth makes when dealing with Ambrose is not appreciating how valuable Ambrose's reputation is to him and not understanding that, like, the jackass jackass thing is a funny and, like, relatively harmless prank to Quoth, but to Ambrose... Moving in the social circles he moves in, the damage that the jackass jackass thing was did was probably incalculable. So I think mm-hmm. that, uh, and like it's the same with Sleet, right? Like to quote, Sleet is like hustling and and doing what needs to be done in order to make a living in his corner of the world. But quote doesn't really appreciate like what a person like Sleet means to the university or like a person like Manet and Devi and so on and so forth. Yes. yes. Good. We are in a rare accord. Yes. The podcast has reached perfect harmony. And as you long. say, the perfect triangle. Mm-hmm. Shall we read a letter then? Let's have it. This is from Samantha who writes on Confession. Hi. I was surprised and delighted that in episode 330, forgive us listeners for we have sinned, you remembered my previous email on Ash Wednesday references. I attended a Catholic school through 10th grade, taught religion at a Catholic school, and volunteer in our parish, and I'm happy to add podcast fact checker to the list. Jeremy, you were pretty accurate in your explanation of confession, but you asked for nuance, so here are a few notes to enrich your knowledge. The sacrament itself is called the sacrament of penance. Confession is the act of saying the sins within the sacrament, the shrift, if you will, which is the term that launched the whole conversation. We don't say, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. The rite can begin with, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been blank days slash weeks slash months slash years since my last confession. Forgiveness is between God and the person. Penance has evolved, thankfully. I do the sacrament of penance once or twice a year. It's kind of like a workout that you dread, but then after it's over, you feel glad you did it. It is very humbling to speak aloud the selfish things I've done that have hurt others in my life. The priest will usually try to give a penance that is a restorative action to repair the damaged relationship or a spiritual practice such as prayer or meditation. When I was little, I would often get the Our Father Hail Mary penance. Now it's a little more personal based on how I can improve myself. As a mom of three, spouse of 15 years, and middle school teacher in the virtual classroom, I'm always trying to increase my capacity for patience. Thanks for the podcast. You three always bring a smile to my face. Signed, Samantha. I'm so glad for that insight. I also, I also love that, like she, she knew we were calling for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be surprised that we remembered your, uh, your email because it was really informative and insightful. And I always love learning new things or expanding my knowledge of things I thought I knew. And I think it's really interesting and probably a welcome development for the for the faith that that now, like instead of just like doing the rosary or whatever when when the priest gives you something to do to to atone for your sins it's like a concrete thing you can try to do like in in the physical world not just in the spiritual world i think that's great 
I think it makes sense to give a, a prayer or a rosary to a kid who maybe can't undertake like self-improvement. Uh, but I also think that like our understanding, our misunderstanding of, of this ritual probably came from pop culture. Oh, more well, than anywhere else. I don't know if you listened to the episode, Nick, but Jordana and I, our entire conversation was like, the only things I know about Catholicism come from the movies. The only thing I, I know about Catholicism come from my dad, who hated it deeply. <laughs> and and, uh, and my, like, one time that I, I went to church for, like, normal church service and accidentally got the got the bread. <laughs> and and that's the saying, let's get this bread comes from. Yeah. Oh, um, it was horrible. It stuck to the roof of my mouth. I hated it. That's why you wash it down with the wine. What I'm getting at is that... Um, this is probably not a new thing. It's probably new to us because we, it's not represented in pop culture very often. Um, but one of the great things about religion is the, the community that comes with it and the support and impetus for self-improvement. So I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't a like new development. It's just kind of new for us because we think of confession as being a stuffy thing that you do. Uh, and then the priest gives you rosaries and then he's actually a vampire or something. And he smashes through the confession wall and they do a sweet battle. We totally talked about that in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, uh, it's, uh, it's bad folks. I guess what I'm saying is movies are bad. Nobody should watch them. (laughs) (laughs) Says the person with like, at least five or six, if not more movies worth of quotes stuck in your head. And has that helped me? Has that helped me once? I don't know. It helps you be a beloved podcast host, Nick, with dozens of fans. (laughs) Dozens. But but I hang on. I just, I don't want to uh, gloss over uh, how grateful I am, Samantha, for this letter. I really appreciate the nuance and insight. Um, And as you say, the patience with which you approach uh, this subject um, we are ignorant in many areas <laughs> and I appreciate having this window into yours. So thank you for writing. We hope to hear from you again. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we will thank some more listeners for more letters on another page of the, the win. win.